Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is August 9th, 2021. And we always like to begin with a brief moment of silence, followed by the noontime recollection. So let's just come together now as a group, invoking the soul of our group. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. So each week we work together with a twofold purpose to introduce this planetary service of triangles to people who are new to it and to encourage and aid them in the forming of triangles so that our planet can become ever more lighted. And also to come together uh, as a group for those who are already members of triangles to participate in a meditative visualization that serves to strengthen the planetary network. Triangles is really a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to transform and uplift consciousness. So it's open to anyone who believes in that power, the power which thought has to transform not only our individual lives, but also the very life of the great being in whom we live and move our planetary logos. We're helping to reconfigure the etheric network of our planet so that it can shift from a network of squares, which is representative of the personality aspect, into a network of triangles, which represents the soul. So triangles workers come together each day with their two other triangles partners, and they visualize a triangle of light, connecting them one with the other, linking with the soul of your partners in this work. And then you extend that relationship, that lighted relationship with all other triangles workers throughout the world. And then you visualize that network pulsating with radiant lighted energies And to distribute those energies, we sound the great invocation, a world prayer that helps to release the energies into the consciousness of all humanity that can respond to spiritual stimulation. So this work need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So we're very pleased to have you with us today. And we hope that you will consider forming a triangle if you're not already in one. And if you are in one, we hope you might consider forming another. After our meditation today, we are looking forward to hearing from one of our longtime co-workers in this work, Brad Berg, who lives in upstate New York. And he's a founding member of the group at LifeBridge Sanctuary. 
Brad's been working with the material in the Alice Bailey books since 1976. And he's organized conferences on peace building and worked in the mental health field for decades. So we'll look forward to you um, hearing from you later, Brad. And now, as we always do, we take a moment to participate in a meditative visualization that precedes um, our later, more formal meditation. So let's come together as a group, visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And within that sphere, visualize a golden lighted triangle. A triangle representative of the three planetary centers. The highest head center, Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. The planetary heart center, the spiritual hierarchy. and the planetary throat center, the center of creative intelligence, the center of humanity. And visualize the energies circulating around the triangle in all directions, filling it with light. And emerging within the center of that triangle, we see the five-pointed star representative of the world teacher, the Christ. This is the teacher who merges east and west, past and future. He radiates the energy of love wisdom. And at each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points. London. Darjeeling. New York. Geneva. Tokyo, visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus 
and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relationships, restoring peace on earth. Visualize the rainbow bridge connecting humanity with the spiritual hierarchy and project the energies across that bridge and sound the mantra. Radiance we are in power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Brad chose as his theme for discussion today, the reappearance of the Christ. And we know that that is one of the um, twofold purposes underlying all of the work, which really the Tibetan brought forward with Alice Bailey. The other aspect of it was the teaching on the new group of world servers. So this second prong is the teaching on the reappearance of the Christ. So we just thought we would share a few thoughts about this most interesting topic, which we're told is the magnetic topic, which can draw people into this work and into this uh, understanding of what's really going on in this planet. <laughs> what is all of the chaos about? And um, really underlying all of it is this emergence of the world teacher who we're told in these teachings has never actually left the planet. I remember when I read that for the first time, it was an amazingly uplifting thought that the Christ cannot actually reappear because he's never left. So the idea is that he is with us always working behind the scenes with his group, because we're always working with our group. And so his group is, of course, the spiritual hierarchy, the heart center of the planet. So he's uh, subjectively and physically present on the planet. And so the task before all those who care to aid in it is to evoke him, to invoke him and then to evoke him his presence in our world. 
And this, we're told, this emergence, this period of birthing through which we're passing is not that different than emergences of great world teachers in the past. Um, there's always period of chaos and disruption prior to the reappearance. But this time it is different in that it's a global reappearance as we could well understand. We live in a global world. Everything that happens is instantly broadcast for all to see. And so too will it be with this reappearance. So it's a huge, massive event and it's a challenging one just like the birth of any, any individual, there are many obstacles in the path towards its realization. And so our task that we're asked if we choose to help is to help facilitate this process. And uh, how do we do that? You know, what is our task in this work? Well, we're given a number of ideas that we can attempt to formulate into practical expression. Um, one is to speak about this idea, to formulate a way in which you, each one of us, me, all of us, can learn to, number one, grasp the vision underlying this whole concept. We live in a world today that is radically different from e any previous reappearance of an avatar, a world teacher. It's a very different world. It's a very, in many ways, a very secular world. How do we invoke a teacher to enter into this world He's not coming forth, we're told, this teacher is not coming forward in the same guise as previous teachers because we live in a changed world. So we have to likewise formulate the ways in which we can present this idea to those who might resonate with it in a way that is contemporary, not in the way that it's been presented in the past. He's not a coming as a Christian savior. He's not coming as a Buddhist savior. He's not coming as a Jewish savior. He's coming as an Aquarian world teacher. And how will that look? How will that resonate? That's our, our task, to hold the vision, to formulate a vision in our own consciousness using our power of intuition, really have to stretch to get beyond our own thought forms of what this teacher might be and do, and to try and intuit the reality underlying the vision that we might hold, a rather mystical vision perhaps, and formulate a, a more realistic vision. And once we get that vision, we have a the perhaps more difficult task of precipitating that vision into our own consciousness and then 
formulating the ideas that will make it available to others. And so we're told that we take that sensed vision and we precipitate it down into our concrete minds, illumined by the light of our souls, and we give it a mental structure. We formulate words, thought forms, phrases, whereby we clothe that vision in, in words and concepts that would be able to meet the need of humanity today. And then the next step, we precipitate that, that vision through our minds into clothing it with a desire, with emotion and with beauty of feeling. And I think that's where we might be today. We have somewhat tapped into the vision. We have it formulated perhaps quite well in our writings, in our abilities to speak clearly about it. But do we have, have we yet formulated the way to clothe it with desire, emotion, and with beauty of feeling? That's where we might be stuck in my view. We have to learn to reach out using the higher mind to somehow permeate the lower astral realms with a vision and a beauty of feeling that will resonate with a larger circle of seekers because we're not reaching out to esotericists. We're not reaching out to Alice Bailey students. We're wanting to reach out with this message of love and light to the masses of humanity. And then we're asked to take those intelligent steps which will bring about the emergence of the idea or ideal into physical plane manifestation. And this involves the organizing of our time so that out of each day we can get its full quota of inspiration, mental work, and physical plane activity. So it's a process of precipitation. And like Simon said last week, it's not that the Christ is just going to appear. We have to do the preparatory work to make our world lighted. And our work of triangles is certainly instrumental in helping to prepare that way. So let's now work together in our meditation. Let's take our place in the center of the Evendarm cross of discipleship, anchored in the mind as points of light and love, extending our consciousness to all people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. Project a line of lighted energy towards the highest center 
Shambhala. We sound together the affirmation of will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the Triangles Network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Projecting a line of lighted energy towards the hierarchy, we sound the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles see new triangles being formed everywhere.
distribution, sounding the great invocation. As we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you. And Joshua, I forgot to mention, could you please post Simon's talk from last week and also two meditations which are instrumental, we're told, in helping to call forth the world teacher. Um, <clears throat> so thank you. All right, Brad, how are you? I am very well and so grateful that you, Kathy Newburn and Lucy Trust have um, invited me to talk about this most uh, profound uh, topic. And I um, enjoyed your intro earlier, Kathy. Thank you. Okay. So um, a lot of what I will be talking about, I have gleaned from the Alice Bailey books. And since some of what I will say represent my own thoughts, please uh, take them with a grain of salt. I don't claim any factual information. So corroborate it yourself. Or if it has a ring of truth, perhaps you can um, follow up on it. So my intention is to remind you of what is possible and to inspire you to make 
the effort to help the reappearance happen in your own way, however you choose to do so. So in the triangles meditation we just did, uh, we visualized the Christ at the center of each triangle. He's also the focal point of the inner triangle of the Buddha, the spirit of peace, and the avatar of synthesis. So the triangle is the symbol of the three aspects, which are expressed in uh, so many ways, such as the, the trinity, uh, monad, soul, personality, will, love, mind, shambhala, hierarchy, humanity, raised one, two, and three, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and also in a kind of non-esoteric way as life, quality, and appearance. So uh, I think it's good to have a context for how the reappearance is going to happen. I don't need to say anything about the world scene. I think we're all pretty familiar. Um, but I think the context that I just want to briefly mention is that it's happening within the externalization of the hierarchy of this planet. Um, a couple of thousand years ago, when Christ came through Jesus, you know, he had a have a hard time putting together a ragtag band of apostles who he could work with and through. And even though they, they lived with him and saw his miracles, they still weren't sure who he really was. Um, it'll be very different this time because he comes with his disciples who are now the masters. And also the hierarchy has its own reasons for, for coming. This is not just all about humanity. There's all kinds of other evolutions going on this planet and purposes from Shambhala and within hierarchy, which we're not fully clear of, but we'll be talking from a human uh, viewpoint. So when will this happen? I'll tell you, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, we have heard that the reappearance of the coming one happens um, at the start of each greater zodiacal era of about 2160 years. And um, in the Bhagavad Gita, it says essentially that this cyclical appearance happens when humanity has lost its way. Perhaps we're there now. Um, so all the major religions have an expectation or a prophecy of, of a coming one. Um, Hindus are expecting the return of Krishna as the Kalki avatar. Uh, in Islam, folks are awaiting the Imam Mahdi. Christians are expecting uh, the second coming. The Jews are still waiting for the Messiah. And in Buddhism, there's an expectation of a coming Buddha, of uh, Maitreya Buddha, the next Buddha. Uh, there's a line in the Agni Yoga book, Hierarchy, it's in the third stanza or sloka. It says, Maitreya is coming, radiant with all fires. And, you know, it's kind of good to keep in mind that Christ is not the name of the person. It's the name of the office. And certain places we're told that the coming one, the Christ, is known as uh, Maitreya. Or we see twice in all of the Alice books, uh, the phrase, the Lord Maitreya. I don't think he cares what we call him. So um, in the Alice Bailey book, the reappearance of the Christ 
it says, he will come unfailingly in three ways when a measure of peace has been restored. So we can see it's not quite a very peaceful world, but compare, compared to World War I and II, um, I think we can say a measure of peace has been restored. And two, when the churches and political groups have begun to clean house, well, the houses are still really dirty, but I think the cleaning has begun. And uh, thirdly, um, he will come when the principle of sharing is at least in process of controlling economic affairs. I'm not sure about the process of controlling economic affairs, but we can see that the principle of sharing is happening more and more. I mean, even things like in this country, Medicare and Medicaid, um, food pantries. There's just so many ways that we are learning to share. And I've heard it said that when we share, we recognize the divinity in each other. Okay. So um, in the first of the Alice Bailey books, Initiation, Human and Solar, it was said by the Master G.K. who gave those books uh, that the Christ would come at the middle or close of the last century. Well, apparently that did not happen, at least not in the physical flesh for the masses. Um, there's a lot of talk, and it's mentioned throughout the books about the year 2025 and the great hierarchical conclave and what might happen then, um, maybe. Uh, perhaps it'll be something analogous to an eclipse where there is the event, but the impact doesn't play out for a while. There are endless prophecies about when this will happen, um, and maybe we're not supposed to really know. Uh, but in, again, The Reappearance of the Christ by Alice Bailey, uh, it does say that the reappearance of the Christ is imminent. So I'd like to think that's more in, in human terms. Imminent in hierarchical terms might be a few thousand years. Uh, but uh, I remind you of the very last line of that book. In such an hour as you think not, he will come. So maybe it doesn't matter when, just that we do what we can to prepare. So. How will he come? How will we know that he's really here? Yes, of course, he's always here in our hearts, through our souls. But we are talking about the reappearance, the physical reappearance. So in another of the Bailey books, A Treatise on Cosmic Fire, page 756, we read that the Christ would come in three, ray, three ways, or that the fact of his presence could be proved in three distinct phases. And I'm paraphrasing now. One, the stimulation of the spiritual consciousness of humanity and the nurturing on a worldwide scale of the Christ consciousness in the human heart. This has already been done and with most effective results. Two, the impressing of the minds of enlightened men and women everywhere by spiritual ideas embodying the new truths and by the overshadowing of all world disciples and the new group of world servers by the Christ himself. Quote, this planned move of the hierarchy is progressing well. And thirdly, we are told that the Christ might come in person and walk among men as he did before. And just an aside, that book was first 
printed in 1925, and we're told that in 1945, when the same year that the Christ gave out the Great Invocation, it was then that he decided to reappear physically. I'm not claiming to know. So, uh, in terms of his physical appearance, my own personal expectation is that when he emerges into public view and attention is called to him, there will be a stupendous outflow of love, the basic nature of the solar system and the basic nature of the, the Christ. And those of us who are open to the presence of the Christ and the outflow of this energy of love, we will directly experience our divinity and recognize in our hearts our connectedness to all, to each other, and to all life. So I can see the possibility that we could experience a planetary Pentecost. So should something like this happen, and even if it doesn't, if he just appears, we won't be able to go back to our old ways of separativeness after this. This will stimulate most of us on the planet to express goodwill, which is love in action, and to share and to take care of each other. In this way, we will begin to transform our civilization. So what will it look like when he shows up? Well, 2,000 years ago, he said, I come not to bring peace, but a sword. And this is the sword of the spirit. It is the sword which discriminates and produces cleavage between spirituality and materialism. And uh, I think we are rapidly uh, approaching that crossroad. And hopefully, humanity will choose the right path, the right path, because there is a lot of energy going down the path of materialism. So um, when he comes and speaks to us and inspires us and maybe gives us a little kick in the behind to encourage us, uh, it will be up to us <laughs> to respond to his presence and teaching. And the teachings that I'm referring to don't include the end of the world or a rapture. I think our human evolution has many, many untold millennia to go. Embracing goodwill and the principle of sharing can be enough to change the world. It's up to us to create the new age, the age of Aquarius, the age of brotherhood and group consciousness. The Christ inspires and guides us to do so. We have to do the work. Systemic changes come slowly, and they can start with the opening of the hearts of many millions of people. There's a real lot of work for us to do, and that work will be infinitely easier with the presence of the Christ and the masters in the world. Um, Vera Stanley Alder wrote a book called The Mundane to the Magnificent, and towards the end of that book, there's a few pages where she describes uh, in simple concrete terms what it will look like after uh, such a reappearance. So you might want to check that out. You can get it for, from Lucis Trust. So what can we do about and for the reappearance? Well, we can do the Thursday meditation to hasten the reappearance. And I'll just remind us of one line in that meditation. I will do all I can to prepare humanity's mind and heart for that event. I have no other life intention 
That's really profound. No other life intention. It's very humbling to, to say that and get this incredible sense of responsibility. No other life intention. That just kind of hints to us clearly how incredibly important DK thought it was to put those words in for us to help us uh, remember and to act. So other things we can do are say the great, great invocation multiple times per day. And remember that as we invoke the light and the love and the power from on high, that energy can be evoked. And not only does it flow through all of human consciousness and the groups we're involved with, but it comes through us too. And so that makes it critically important for us to use that energy in our service work. We can do the full moon meditations, the five o'clock mantra of the new group of world servers, um, especially the Waysack meditation and our own personal meditation. And we've heard that at the Waysack meditation, the energy that was evoked, invoked at the first two of the spring festivals is pooled and then released at the Waysack festival. So if that's true, I'll just extrapolate it further and wonder how much energy of, of love has been accruing and being held in this pool, this reservoir by hierarchy, maybe for thousands of years. And that might be part of what is released at the time of his coming. So as Kathy mentioned, we can speak with others about the reappearance. And to do that, a lot of us might have to come beyond our sense of being ridiculed or our fear of being thought of as a fanatic. Um, and I think often the best way to do that is not to proselytize, but when we're, especially when we're speaking with individuals, to bridge from where their understanding is. Uh, you know, we can ask them, do you think this could happen? And, you know, if Christ came back, what do you think he'd be talking about? And how do you think humanity would respond? All right. So we're helping them to evoke their own sense of the possibility. We could give a talk. And even if one person shows up, you know, keep in mind that it said that wherever two or more are gathered together, in the name of the master of the hierarchy, the energy will flow. We could distribute information on their reappearance, such as pamphlets, cards, and bookmarks. You can put them anywhere when you're out in the world, in the grocery store, in laundromat, <laughs> gas station, anywhere. We can like Lucis Trust on social media. We could donate the book, The Reappearance of the Christ by AAB to churches and libraries. We can post articles and links online. We can find others to work with. And we can remain hopeful as our own sense of hope and expectancy remains. We help to create the thought form of the reappearance. And like Kathy said, our task is to hold the vision, to intuit the reality, to formulate a vision, which can then precipitate. So um, don't get hung up on the uh, time frame. I have a friend in, in Brooklyn who had a conviction that this would happen late in the last century, and it didn't. And this person just keeps plodding along, keeps on doing the work of disseminating information. And I asked her, how do you do this, considering you thought it was going to happen? And she just disregards the time frame. So I would encourage you to do the same. It doesn't matter when. We just have to help 
make it happen. So just do the work in your own way. And also, just live the teachings. Manifest your divinity. Serve. Spread goodwill. Be an example of Christ in us, the hope of glory. So I'd like to uh, finish by uh, reading two quotes from the Alice Bailey books. The first one is from the last page of the externalization of the hierarchy. Your spiritual goal is the establishing of the kingdom of God. One of the first steps towards this is to prepare men's minds, women too, to accept the fact that the reappearance of the Christ is imminent. You must tell them everywhere that the masters and their groups of disciples are actively working to bring order out of chaos. You must tell them that there is a plan and that nothing can possibly arrest the working out of that plan. You must tell them that the hierarchy stands and that it has stood for thousands of years and is the expression of the accumulated wisdom of the ages. You must tell them above all else that God is love, that the hierarchy is love, and that Christ is coming because he loves humanity. This last one is from Esoteric Psychology. Volume one. Those who are not ready for the coming events will be blinded by the emerging light and bewildered by the revealing wonder. They will be swept by the living breath of God. And it is to you that we look to fit them for the event. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brad. That was really um, helpful, I'm sure, for all of us to hear. And just on a personal note, I wanted to say that a number of years ago, Brad and I and another coworker, we did our little part in what we hope was uh, preparing the way. We used to meet in New Paltz, uh, upstate New York, and we would just uh, talk to the owners of coffee shops, And then later we rented a small space and we talked about the reappearance to young people primarily. And uh, it was a really, it was really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. And it helped that we had uh, your book, uh, A Planetary Awakening. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. It was a a really um, memorable time, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. But thank you so much. And now um, you mostly answered all of the questions I had. I guess just the idea of timing is something, being someone who's interested in astrology and cycles, I often do ponder the timing of the event. And, and I know that it seems very fluid from you shared that the different times that the Tibetan himself indicated as possibilities in the middle of the last century, the close of the last century, um, some say 2025. Um, And then there's others within the esoteric community that are really doing sort of a a mathematical calculation, um, assuming, I suppose, that we should 
coordinate the timing with the last reappearance, you know, 2000 years ago. And so when that um, indication is taken into consideration, it's not for a hundred years. Um, the speculation is that it would approximately be 100 years from now. Um, and you said that you don't have any real specific uh, theories about this. Do you have any other further thoughts about the timing that you might like to share? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how people can avoid looking at the, the timing. It's hard to gear up and do a task when the, there's no known endpoint. I, I know that you're uh, a, uh, an astrologer, Kathy, and you know it would be typical of astrologers, you know, <laughs> to, 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 to try to, to time something. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's best to to not think about the time. But since you asked me, I'll share one thing. Uh, way back in the early 80s, I did have what I would call a profound vision, the only one in my life. And uh, because of that, it makes me think that'll happen in my lifetime. So I'm 71, and I think I'll live to be 100, maybe. So perhaps in the next 29 years, but it's okay to think about it. Just don't get hung up on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as you uh, said, you outlined the number of things that had to be in place prior to the reappearance. And there's also the idea that the reappearance is going to be preceded this time by the coming forth of five or six masters of the wisdom. So that's, you know, something that we have to keep in mind as well. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not sure that they'll hang up a shingle and say, you know, here I am in, you know, Geneva, Tokyo, Darjeeling, wherever I'm a master. I think they'll primarily work through their groups. Hopefully, one day we'll get to see their faces. But uh, Matthew asked a question. Uh, do I believe that the before the externalization could happen, there would first need to be an externalization of masters from the hierarchy? Well, that's kind of described in uh, late in the book, the externalization of the hierarchy. But, you know, uh, plans change, too. And um, you know, Rudolf Steiner wrote a book in 1925, The Reappearance of the Christ in the Etheric. And, you know, the etheric plane is part of the physical plane. And so, yeah, maybe it'll happen on an etheric level. We won't know it. You know, there's so many really fascinating aspects of it. And I think the most important thing is just, just to stay connected to just the overall process and, and his coming. You know, uh, we are... Well, I know I and a lot of us tend to relate to the form aspect of things, and we could lose sight of the unfolding, the inner process. Um, and uh, I don't know how any of us could really know exactly how to play out. And if anyone would like to raise their hand and share audibly, you just have to click on the reactions button and we can unmute your microphone. And I see Sam uh, recommends a book from Bethlehem to Cavalry, which is a description of the uh, the life the initiatory process of the the Master Jesus, who was an example for what's possible for all of us. Uh, that's certainly an inspiring and informative read. <clears throat> yeah, I think um, there were there were a few comments up up above. One from um, Eduardo. I don't know if you could scroll up and you'd see that one. Did you read it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have my correct glasses, but I'll try. Um, the word, word avatar is an interesting one. Ava in Sanskrit means uh, down. 
and the verb uh, something, uh, re it's hard to me to read this, means to yeah. move. So the word uh, points to a moving across the sky, to a light moving across the sky. Oh, that's really interesting. Hmm. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it said he'll come in the clouds. And I don't think, you know, a white male in a robe with long hair is going to come floating down on uh, a magic carpet. Uh, you know, maybe he'll come uh, on a plane from Lhasa, Tibet. But um, also, I think the part of the root for Avatar is from above. Yeah. And, um, in a higher spiritual level. Um, also, you know, there was mention about could it be a she? Hey, maybe that'll be a big surprise for humanity. Um, referring again to the Agni Yoga books, it says that the age of Maitreya will be the age of woman. Um, and there was a question about John the Baptist. You know, that's what the uh, disciples asked uh, Jesus, uh, or Christ to work through Jesus a couple thousand years ago. Hey, there was a prophecy. Elijah was going to come again before you. What's up with that? And he said, well, he did come and you didn't recognize him. It was John the Baptist. Uh, but I, I think this time we should not look for an individual uh, person to come before. But I think perhaps we might say that the new group of world servers um, could be the, the person who comes before. That's kind of the John the Baptist of this age. And help me out. Maybe it says that in the book somewhere. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kathy, if I could, would you be up for sharing some of what you and Brad had uh, done, your conversations with people that you mentioned? I think that might be interesting for folks if they, they saw how it went for you and maybe gave them some courage to do it themselves. Because I think a lot of people, like Brad alluded to, might be intimidated to, to go out and evangelize, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we made little flyers. That was one thing we did. And we put them up uh, in places around town. Social media wasn't so much of a thing. Uh, this was probably how many mm. years ago? 15, 10, 15 years ago. I think at least 15. Yeah, 15 years ago. We would, con as I said, we'd contact the owners of the coffee shops and say, could we hold a little conversational circle here? And they were like, yeah, sure. You know, because yeah. they, they were very open and... Um, we had, a, we had a theme, as I recall, for each week. And we talked mm -hmm. about the externalization, the reappearance, meditation. Um, yeah. And also we, we listened. You called it a conversation. And, and yeah. that's a way to s stay away from evangelizing. Yeah. Um, just like to something that Ellie wrote, which is my mom's name. We're not here. Uh, about considering how governments and media might respond to the appearance on the challenges well yes but what i foresee is that the masses will be so imbued with the energy of christ our hearts will be open and the goodwill will spread and maybe the the balance of power will, will shift um I, i'm not predicting you know we're gonna have utopia in a day here this is just the beginning of, of, of a change that i foresee but it, it's up to us to, to do the work to help make it happen. However you can do the work.
there any more comments you'd like to read? Uh, no, but, but back to the avatar thing, there is a section and a treatise on cosmic fire. Uh, I think it's called the doctrine of the avatars. Uh, I'm not recommending the whole book. It's, it's pretty heady, but you might want to just check out that section. If you have such a book, the doctrine of the avatars. All right. Well, we're approaching the hour, the top of the hour, and we try to just link up um, at this time. So Brad, thank you so much. And I will send you the chat and we didn't get to address all of the points, but perhaps you would like to read them and maybe correspond with some of the people. Uh, okay. I'll find out from you about how to do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks so much, Kathy. And thanks to the trust. Thank you. And thanks for all who are participating. Yeah. Um, let's see. So let's just link up now. Visualize the planet surrounded by a network of golden triangles. Visualize the light radiating forth as we sound the Om. Thank you again, Brad, and goodbye, everyone. See you next time. Bye, Kathy.